Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. And I'm so excited for my guests. Today, we are going to talk with the founders of the Ascension School of Spirituality, MJ Denton, Carla Horning, and Sally Boyd. And I'm so excited they're here because they're going to talk about the ways that we can activate and accelerate our spirit journeys. I know many of us, after we awaken, get a little impatient with the process. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm excited to have these ladies here to talk about how you can deliberately move that process forward and not just wait for things to kind of spontaneously happen to you. A little background on my guests, MJ Denton is the brainchild of the Ascension School of Spirituality. She is a respected producer of music and lives in the foothills of Los Angeles. She is a self-proclaimed perpetual seeker. Carla Honig is an interior designer who practices feng shui and astrology. She lives in upstate New York with her family, and in her secret life, she is an animal whisperer. Sally Boyd is an intuitive astrologer, and she is happily married to a crazy person and lives in Aurora, Texas, where an alien ship once crashed in, it says 1897. Is that correct? Yes, 1897. Okay, super. And these women believe that they were brought together to help raise the frequency of the planet by sharing their gifts, talents, and curiosity for the Ascension Path. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having me. So good to have you here. I like to learn about the journey. And I know you all had your individual paths to arrive at this point. And we all start in these places uh, that are a little bit more mundane and 3D, if you will. So what were you before you committed yourself full time to your ascension path? Why don't we start with Sally? Well, I am a jack of all trades. I have done just about everything you can possibly imagine. In fact... Before I picked up astrology this last time, uh, which was has just been really about three or four years ago, I was doing it earlier in my life, in a past life. I think that um, someone I was working with told me to write down every job because I was really feeling like I was I was so uh, uh, I hadn't accomplished anything in my life because I had never you know, really found any passion about anything. Uh, well, I was passionate about everything is really the case. Yeah, that can be a real problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, they said, and I said, but, but I just couldn't stick with it. I had no stick-to-itiveness. You know, I, I would accomplish what I wanted and then I'd get bored with it and want to go to the next thing. And I can I, so relate to that. <laughs> we need to compare CVs one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, 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 they had me write down... Um, I am versatile because, and they had me list every single job I had had from the time I started working. And I think there were like 62 jobs, different grades. And never got fired. Well, one time I got fired, but (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, yeah, I just wanted to do it all. So life before this was, you know, just kind of seeking 
what was going to make me happy, not just um, not just love, but in money or something that would fulfill me from a career or, you know, just, you know, always knowing that I had that spiritual drive, that spiritual knowing, but not really knowing how to put it forward until astrology came along. Yeah. Oh, I can so, so relate to that. I used to hate it when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> wealthy? How about wealthy? <laughs> Who wants to grow up? <laughs> well, I, exactly. So since you've piped up, MJ, tell us what uh, you did prior to becoming a, a fully engaged seeker. Um, I was a seeker from the day I was born. Um I just always knew that what I was being fed may be true for them, but it was never true for me. Um, started me on a journey of what do I want to be when I grow up? I have no clue. Since I got to be this age, I probably ought to figure it out. But I've, I've done lots of things um, on the journey. I like to pride myself. I don't know if this is good or bad. I've never had a straight job. Um, I've so owned, what are some of the unstraight jobs you've done then? I've owned five restaurants. Okay. Um, I've worked with animals. Um, I've been in the music business for a long time. I was born in Florida, had a friend who was moving to LA. She asked me if I would help her drive out. And I said, sure, I, I have a week. I never went home. I just, <laughs> California does that to people. <laughs> my dad likes to say they pick up the East Coast and shake all the marbles still and all the loose marbles roll to California. So <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and how about you, Carla? What did you do prior to being put onto a soul-led path? Um, a mom. I okay. have four children and um, I um, just... All my jobs have been dedicated around being with them um, so I could work and and raise them at the same time. Um, And my animals, um, horses and um, chickens and dogs and cats and all kinds of exotic animals. And so, yeah, that's kind of, I'm not as exciting as the other two are. (laughs) I don't know. I was about to ask about these exotic animals. (laughs) You tell. Well, I had... um, We've had lemurs in our living room. I had a capuchin monkey that literally spent two years of her life, like, on my shoulder. Everybody um, needs a living room lemur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his name was Jack, okay, and he sat on my piano. Um, and um, kangaroos, cotamundes, um, llamas, bears, um, baboons, yeah. That's about it. How on earth did you come by all of these exotic animals? This is oh, intriguing. I, I, I was um, I was a manager of a zoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so um, they would sick animals would come home with me so that I could give them special care, and um, yeah, and just babies that needed you know to nursing if there, if mm-hmm. something happened to mom, so that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, lovely. See, and she thinks she's not interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So you ladies are scattered all over the country. How did you come together to be a unit around this whole concept of the Ascension School? Ooh, who's going to go? I think MJ should go. (laughs) Um, It's a long story and a short story. Um, after living in the dark night of the soul for a very long time, almost three years, actually, I was exploring on the internet and I bought a special package of different woo-woo people, psychics, astrologers. I set an appointment with Sally Boyd, changed my life. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Within two sentences, we were laughing and calling each other sister. And in a very short time after that, I had a Kundalini awakening um, during the Lionsgate portal in August. Sally, Ah. Carla, all of a sudden these ideas just started flooding in. And I actually really wrote a Netflix show for Sally. And we're going to buy a tour bus and go to every portal in the world and and document psychic phenomenon. That is my thing. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> so after a couple of phone calls, nobody wanted to give me a few million dollars. So like, maybe I should stress my credibility. Well, that sounds that that's only part of the story. I wanted to raise the vibe of the planet. And I was studying with all these people. How could I get the general public to study with all these people? Because I will tell you, as sure as I'm standing, Sally Boyd and a few other people healed my broken heart and made me choose life again. Beautiful. Um, An amazing experience. So we put us all together uh, using the power of spirituality, the power of all of us together, and started the Ascension School of Spirituality.com. It's an amazing process. I'm so happy that you joined us. We have a couple of dozen mentors. We just started March the 18th, so we're, we're brand new. Um, yeah. Carla keeps it running because... I can turn on my computer and that's about it. So um, (laughs) it's been, it's been an amazing thing through this. I've grown, I've watched everybody else grow. People should come and check us out. That's lovely. So Sally, I know that you've mentioned to me that you've had a Kundalini awakening as well. That makes at least three out of four of us on the call. Carla hasn't weighed in yet, so I don't know about her. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to share a little bit about what a Kundalini awakening is for those who are not familiar with the concept? Well, if you're not familiar with the concept, don't uh, feel bad because I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. Um, <clears throat> I can tell you that, excuse me. I can tell you that the way it started happening with me is this, uh, I had a a lot of physical symptoms and there was a lot of clearing, literally a lot of loss, a lot of really 
um, broken behavior of myself, of other people around me. Share some of the symptoms that you saw going on. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, Okay. So one would be I had a knot under my shoulder blade right Mm -hmm. near my spine that would not go away. Someone could rub it. They could feel it. Someone could rub it really, really hard, but it would not go away. Um, I would, I had acupuncture. It would go away for a day or two. I had a great healer, um, that worked on me and she was able to do it the best. And I think probably once she worked on my chakras and all of that, I think that, that it really, um, that, that that's what did it for me. I think that that's what kind of opened it up. That is a symptom, physical pain, but there was also other things that kept happening. Like my toes kept getting injured really weird. My right toe kept getting injured over and over again, like different things. I'd stub it or a horse would step on it, they'd step on it again. You know, who knows what it was. It was crazy. Um, that was one anger, rage, um, yeah, free-floating emotions. <laughs> yes, it just comes up super fast. I mean, like from zero to ten really quickly. Um, not a lot, I don't think I really experienced a lot of uh, crying or anything like that, but I did feel electrical shocks in my body. And then, of course, once the, the awakening process came through, then that was a whole nother thing. Um, so when the Kundalini, I believe that our, I believe that our Kundalini is always rising from a, from a small child, from the time we're born, really. Yeah. I believe that it's rising and then it maybe gets stuck and maybe it even kind of, uh, withdraws and then it gets a running start. Um, so it's, it's that, um, I did not know what Kundalini was. I said, I had to have this person that did acupuncture on me, tell me what was going on because once it happened, I knew for sure. I mean, woo, it was <laughs> it was amazing. I'll tell you what, it is an experience to have your kundalini just whoop, turn on and come up like that. It's really physically intense. It it and, was really intense. And and I will confirm your experience of it getting stuck because I have many clients who come to me because it's gotten stuck and all kinds of weird things start to happen when it can't move through and keep going. Yes, it's really weird. And since that happened, since I had the awakening, that that awakening that I didn't know what was going on, of course, I, I was left with a whole different set of skill set. I could feel energy. Um then the, the immense, you know, like um, goosebumps, they were so intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can maybe have goosebumps, you know, or whatever you call them. It's, it's different when it's it spirit bumps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is really different and they are very confirming and there is no, in fact, I'm getting them right now. There is no doubt in my mind that that is what it is when it happens. No, none. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, but I do do think that it, if you don't have somebody to help you through the process, to tell you what is going on, it can make you think that you're extremely crazy. It can be very scary. Mm-hmm. And it's, especially if you're not trying to, there are people that try to, Get, uh, have a kundalini awakening all of their lives and they cannot achieve it. Yeah, and in a way, 
that's the best way to go about it. I've had talked to people who've been seeking it for a long time and mentioned that I had a spontaneous one. They're like, oh, you are so lucky. I'm like, oh, no, I had Sally's experience. I thought I was freaking losing it and they needed to send the men with the white coats and the wraparound sleeves. I mean, yeah. right. You, you really do it's think right. you're losing it. And yeah, and I, I mean, there are all different kinds of wake, awakenings, right? But it seems like more and more people are having these spont- spontaneous kundalini awakenings. And, and I think that you just really, really, really have to reach out and ask somebody who knows what they're talking about, can help you through the process, and if nothing else, let you know, tell you, okay, this is what's going on and this is how you can curb that symptom. Yeah, and you're not losing your mind. And there are a number of things you can do to lessen the the sense the hypersensitivity to energy that comes on, the headaches, the tingling, the the fire, the the spontaneous movements in your body. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are things that can be done. You don't have to suffer through it. <laughs> That's right. And we, there is one payoff. You do have this. Can I tell them? Yeah. You don't always get, I don't know that everybody has this, but you have like this really long lasting orgasm. Oh, it can be very intensely sexual. <laughs> very intensely sexual is true. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's weird. It's like you're having this orgasm, but it's not really a sexual orgasm. But it, I mean, it feels like a sexual, like an orgasm, but it's not brought on by you thinking or being attracted to something or someone. It just happens. Yeah, I, I describe it this way, okay? You have this intense movement of energy and love and emotion, and your body interprets that as sexual because that's what bodies do. Yes, that is exactly what triggered, what I think finally pushed me over the edge was this really big love that I have for someone, and I was, I just, I just looked her in the face, and She's been my friend for 30 years, and I just knew that that was someone else from a past life. Mm. And all of a sudden, when she spoke to me, her face kind of morphed, and I just, I just, I just cried for the first time in like a long time. I had all these people die in my life, and I just bawled and squalled. And then, just about 15 minutes after that happened, it, I just, so that's when it started, and it was two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. It's amazing. Well, we are coming up on our first break here. And so what I would like to do is put this this discussion on pause for a moment because I want to talk to Carla about what her experience is. And we will do that after we return from the break. And what I'd like you to do is to think about what are the symptoms that are showing up in your life? Is it possible that you are in the throes of having a spiritual awakening? And hang with us through the break. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. 
I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america we don't follow we lead. join us the voice america influencers channel listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm here with Sally Boyd, Carla Horning, and MJ Denton, the three women who are the co-founders of the Ascension School of Spirituality. And before the break, we were discussing uh, spontaneous Kundalini awakenings, which I know for sure three of us have had. But I would like to turn my attention to Carla and ask her, have you had a spiritual awakening as well? And was it half as dramatic as what Sally went through? Um, I have. Um, I actually learned something from listening to Sally because um, I actually started, I got very sick really quickly, um, ended up in the hospital. Um, they didn't know what was wrong with me. I think that was kind of the beginning, like extreme amount of pain. I was on all kinds of pain medications and um, it was, um, couldn't get out of bed. Uh, just, I could just remember laying in bed, wa- looking out the window going, what the heck? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? And um, and then um, I I just one day I just woke up and started to I said uh, uh, this is enough I'm not taking any more pills I'm going to get myself strong and I started doing actually Kundalini yoga mm-hmm. and yeah I was an avid I have been since 2010 and I think through that and through um, I would just, it's like people listen to the radio or sing, I would just sing mantras. That's all I ever did. And, um, and so I, in, in a meditation, I definitely experienced my kundalini yoga, my kundalini awakening. And I didn't even know what it was. I had no one around me. No one ever said, okay, this is what it is. And I just started reading. I, you know, if you talk to people, they'll say like, there must be something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't. You know, I, I, I just, and, and that when they were saying, what Sally was saying about, or you were saying about feeling like you were crazy and, 
that's exactly how I felt. I felt like my whole world was being pulled out from underneath me. But it was also, in the same right, the most amazing feeling I've ever had. And I literally could put myself into this kind of transformational state that I wasn't even in my body. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. And so that was my experience. And I continue to go there. <laughs> I yeah. try to go there. <laughs> well, and it's not, I think, unusual uh, for illness to be a doorway into opening that. I know it was for me. I was on death's door, actually, when I had my kundalini awakening. And a lot, being a scientific type, a lot of my initial interpretations of what was happening was that my brain was going to pieces, that it was permanently damaged. I mean, there was a lot of excuses that I made for the the psychic phenomena that were happening to me as this kundalini rising event went on. Um, and it, w- it took some pretty dramatic stuff to get me to admit that there was something larger going on. This was not a purely physical phenomenon and that there was a larger force at play. <laughs> Absolutely. I know at one point it felt like I was being melted down and all of my pieces were being arranged into a new and different pattern. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something very similar happened like that. I was in the barn, and I looked down, and I felt like there were just pieces of me just, it's almost like I could see it happening on my body. There were pieces, just just sharp chunks of me just falling away. And I thought to myself right then, I thought, I've got to pull myself together. What can I do to pull myself together? And I just started singing every song I could just as loud as I could until I could come back into my body, really. I mean, it was so frightening. It was so frightening. It was really like um, like, a, like you would see on some type of futuristic, you know, sci-fi movie. Yeah, exactly. They're going to teleport you and here go chunks of this and that and the other and maybe we'll put you together on the other end, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It really was. It yeah, really was. The, the, the interesting thing is if you look at my experience, your experience and Carla's experience, we all had this happen in a vacuum. We didn't understand what was happening to us at the time. Mm-hmm. MJ, on the other hand, was a seeker already. And I think you had a little bit different flavor of experience. Am I, am I right? Don't nod. This is radio. You have to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was a strange time of, I believe that to feel these, well, maybe not, but for myself, I was deeply working on, on myself. I didn't, like myself very much at all. I was having a very hard time. Um, things started to get better. Um, but all of a sudden on that particular day, I felt like my sacral chakra burst into this orb of white flame that was spinning. And it would rise and lower a couple of inches. And yes, it was very orgasmic. And it would just rise up my body. And I'm like, my 
I'm looking at myself like I could probably see this happening because I could, I could see it. I mean, I didn't, you know. Yeah, you can see it in your mind's eye for sure, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it just would hit every chakra. And when it hit my crown chakra, I started being flooded with information. Mm-hmm. I decipher it because I couldn't hold my body still. I was like sitting up, laying down. I was alone in my office, thank the Lord. And I, I didn't know what to do with me, you know. So yeah. I started to let it happen because I, being intellectual and, and trying to, you know, mentally think it out instead of feel it, I was trying to decipher these voices that I, that I was hearing. These are where the ideas came from, from the school and the show and the journey and, and ascension and what it would be like for me to feel okay with myself again, to, to put those, to allow those pieces to stay together and to accept that as ascension. Yes. Not look back. And I, and I haven't that, those feelings, those kundalini feelings, I can almost bring them up, but, but it's distinctly happened involuntary at least twice, twice since then, but I can almost recall them. And if I would allow myself to get quiet enough, I believe that I could allow it to happen again. Yeah. Which is why they recommend regular meditation and practicing, bringing it up and down and up and down. I love that. But you already had people around you who could explain to you what was happening. I'm on the phone to Sally. Is this what it's like? She's all, oh my God, it is. <laughs> yes, this is what's going on. Exactly. I remember that day. I remember that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an awesome feeling. For that week. And and once you understand what it is, it's a very welcome feeling, right? Mm. <laughs> but the, the first time it's like, oh my God, I'm breaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something and then, has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh, another thing that, uh, that I had never experienced, you know, how everybody says, you know, everything is energy. Mm. You know, everything is energy. That was my first con- real concept of if I just sit with myself and just be, I could literally just melt into the hard metal chair and it felt perfectly comfortable. I could melt in to the wall. I could melt out anywhere. I mean, I could just, I, there was no difference between where I stopped and the next 3D thing, whatever I'm tapping on or the next part, the person that I'm talking with, no boundaries yes it was and it's an amazing experience to have that experience of complete unity Mm -hmm. it really is because then you go oh i get it yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) i get it this is what they've been talking about on this crazy movie yes exactly so what was your first experience of whatever you want to call it, the universe, uh, higher mind, higher self, divinity within you. Who wants to take that one? I'm the one that never talks, so I will. Go for it. (laughs) Go, Carla. (laughs) Go, Carla. Um, When I was a child, I, um, angels, I always had these 
these, you know, they, you call them imaginary friends as a, as a child, but they were my angels and they protected me. Um, and my, my, my mom and my dad used to say that I was a witch doctor. <laughs> and my mother used to say I was a witch. <laughs> and, I, and maybe not the nice ones, but... but, um, but oh, come on. I had you pegged for Glenda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and um, as I got older and I realized that there was something beyond me, that there was something, like I kind of always felt like there was something was around me. Somebody was protecting me someone was guiding me and um and so I used to call it my cosmic parents because they were from beyond they were cosmic they were parents they they loved me they cared for me and so that's so ever since I was probably the the first memory I um, was at when I was six oh wonderful yeah how about you MJ you said you were a seeker all your life (laughs) I've always been driven by a connection to the earth. Um, I love crystals. Um, I love sand. I love being outside. I love animals. I would run away all the time and become one with the land when I was too young to do that. But they didn't (laughs) catch me, so it was okay. Um, I knew that I was connected to something above. And I didn't quite know how to describe it. Um, Because of that connection, sometimes in life it it, it would be hard because I knew it. So I knew that I should be living up to a certain, you know, ascended level. Yes. (laughs) You're better than this. (laughs) I just really wanted to be a bad girl, you know. I mean, I (laughs) taste it all. I want to know why we're here, you know, and what this life is about. So... Um, but I know that I'm connected. Beautiful. Sally, what was your first experience? You know, thinking back on it, um, I grew up on a little farm and uh, we had horses or we had boarders that had horses. And uh, I always stargazed with my dad. That was, he was the one who really taught me about, you know, the constellations and stuff. He wasn't an astrologer. Um, but he was very, uh, he just was very attuned to the sky. He and his brother, brothers both were. And um, I can remember this mare that we had on the property. She was the sweetest thing, and she'd let me crawl up on her back. And she would walk around. You know, I was out, you know, past dark. Mm-hmm. And there was a big full moon. And I can remember her walking out onto the field, out into the pasture and she was grazing and I was laying down on her back, looking up at the stars and just feeling completely, I was probably six, you know, maybe seven, but just feeling everything below me and everything above me, you know, and just knowing, just knowing, I don't know, other than just that, you know, this is, this is God, you know, yes. all God. So, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's probably my first recognition of, you know, God is not just a man in a picture that, at the Methodist 
church in Rowlett, Texas. Exactly. Or some guy with a white beard up in the clouds, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what he is. (laughs) Something a lot bigger than that. Lovely. So for each of you ladies, I'll I'll take turns. Do you consider yourself intuitive? Let's start with MJ. I've been thinking about that. And my initial answer is no. Um, I'm connected. (laughs) I'm connected. And and I and I'm learning because because of you, Sophia, and because of our last Ascension School discussion to call on my higher guides and angels. Um, there was a time when I know that they left me um, because they couldn't take it either. So um, <laughs> I, I would invite a slight reframe around that because I've looked back on the times when I've been alone and left by my guidance. And it's usually a moment in which I am so focused on myself, I can see nothing else. Um, I was actually told they left, but um, <laughs> by someone that I respect. So it okay. was shocking. That might have been the one experience that really solidified me into my heart instead of my head. Yeah. Um, into I get these I get these ideas and I would explain it to you that I believe that the universe is full of ideas. She who takes one first is, is hers. So I didn't do anything. I didn't create this school. It, it it was here, was given to me. Is that intuition? I don't know. If it is, I'll take it. Because I get these ideas of things that we should be doing, I should be doing that all the time and I and I like that. Thank you, God. Yes, and I would call that intuition. I, when I, I do development schools every now and again, and I'll be doing one shortly later on in May through the Ascension School with you ladies. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that we do is a, a quiz where you identify what, where your intuitive gifts lie because we don't all come with the same set of intuitive gifts just like we don't come with the same set of 3D gifts. Some of us get math, some of us don't get math, some of us have amazing ways that we put language together to communicate. Some of us have the gifts of being great with mechanical things, right? <laughs> and I think it's the same way with intuitive gifts, frankly. But that's my opinion. How about you, Carla? Do you consider yourself intuitive? Um, I think, <laughs> yes, I, yes, I am. I am, definitely am. Um, yeah. How do your intuitive gifts show up for you? Um, they show up in just knowing. Um, just like I just like things pop into my head. Um, they show up as smells. I'm a big smell person. I can, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, hearing like that would be like hearing things, hearing, you know, we talk about when things like this happen, like like hearing a voice. Yeah. You know, you think you're crazy. Um, you think that, okay, I'm, (laughs) I need to go, I need to run to the hospital, but, um, yeah. So those are kind of how I would know. I love that. We are coming up on our second break. So when we get back, we will find out what uh, Sally Boy considers herself 
intuitive or not. And if you are out there listening to us in this discussion today, I would invite you to call in and talk to us because these ladies have had some amazing experiences. And if you have any kind of questions about what's going on for you or about the future, this would be a fabulous time to get a few answers around that. So think about that. Take down the number during the break and give us a ring and stay tuned. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here with the founders of the Ascension School of Spirituality, Sally Boyd, Carla Hornig, and MJ Denton, last but not least. (laughs) And before we went to break, we were discussing uh, whether they felt like they were intuitives or not. And so, Sally, you were the only one we hadn't heard from. Do you consider yourself an intuitive? You know, had you have asked me this probably 25 years ago, I would have said no. I would have said hell no, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I really do believe that it is true that we all are intuitive. And it's how much we choose to develop it and how we choose to develop it. And the extra, you know, how much time you dedicate to it and how open you can keep your mind while you're going through this process. And also how much you can really learn to trust yourselves and to, to, Mm -hmm. so the answer is yes, I am intuitive. And that's a short answer. The other answer is, how do do your gifts show up for you, Sally? 
shows up in a knowing. And lately, um, it's if if I touch things, uh, if I touch something, I I get a feeling. Um, smells also have been coming in really strong for me the past two or three months. I don't know what what message I'm trying to get or from who, but some for some reason. I keep smelling pancakes, and I have no idea what that means. But, you know, maybe it's vanilla I'm smelling. I don't know what pancakes are meaning. I keep asking, what does this mean? What does this mean? Maybe it just means I want some pancakes, but I don't think so. I've never been a pancake girl. So it must have another, you know, you another. Know, you know? Smells are one of those things that bypasses the logical mind, the critical mind, and it goes straight to that animal emotional center at the base of your brain. And I think smells frequently are not sent so much to give us a message as to provide us with comfort or to take us back to a place of comfort. Okay. Because it will immediately trigger some kind of an emotional state. Smells are one of the most evocative things out there. Can I ask you, can I ask the host a question? Sure you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn, turn about the hair player. Okay. So I want to know, like, for instance, what if it's, what if it's not a pleasant smell and, and you're with a group of people and you are the only one that smells this and absolutely, and you smell it all day long and no one else smells it. Yes, something stinks in Denmark, right? Yes. (laughs) And I think that's how I would interpret that. There's something going on that's rotten that you need to be on the lookout for, right? This is uh, your guides trying to put you on alert, right, to Mm. something that's going on. And as I said, smells go straight to that emotional center, And so if you smell something nasty, if you smell something rotten, you start looking around for the source of that. And if it's not on the 3D level, you need to start looking in the spiritual realms to see what's stinking around you. That's how I would interpret that. Yeah. Especially when no one else smells it and you're the only one. Mm -hmm. You start looking on your body, is it me? Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Did I remember to put on my pit juice this morning? (laughs) You know, my husband's around me. My kids are around me. So, you know, they would surely tell me if it were me. But, you know, like this happened to me a couple of days ago. I kept smelling gray water. Like, Mm. yeah, unprocessed sewage. Yeah, it's absolutely undeniable. That's the smell, right? I kept smelling gray all day long. I smell gray water. Weird, just weird. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that is, but I'm glad you said that. So I'll start thinking about what's rotten. I hope it's not these two girls that we're sitting here with. Oh, oh, and there is trouble in paradise. <laughs> so how how did you guys come up with the concept for the school? How did this unfold? And what is the concept of the school? Stronger together. Stronger together. Yeah. Power of spirituality, the power of community, um, where a, a seeker or student can come to the website and maybe they come in because they know Sally. And as they're perusing the website, as they're getting 
a blog, a video, a meditation, um, articles, someone else may catch their eye. They may learn something they didn't know before. That's the whole thing behind it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How did you guys decide that you were the right team to, to put this together? You don't ask yourself those questions. <laughs> it, was, it was impulsive, to be honest with you. It was impulsive, but it just, it was like. It was we, just never we have truly never physically met each other. But the connection was so strong, and she had a connection to Carla. Before you know it, we're on the phone. It's done. Mm-hmm. Never experienced anything that happens so organically, so, I know this is, you know, typical, but it was, it came from love and light, and it has stayed in love and light, and that is what we're generating. I love it. And do you ladies have a spiritual ritual or maybe a morning ritual that you go through on a daily basis that kind of keeps you dialed in and centered and and on the path, so to speak? How about Carla? Do you have something like this in your life? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> what does yours look like? I, um, I'm an avid meditator. I have been meditating for 33 years. Um, I started meditating when I had my second child because he was a nightmare. And uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was just, he was just, yeah, he wasn't. But, um, and so I have, um, two years ago, I upped my practice to absolutely do it every single day. And I have not missed a day in 800 days. Um, and Yay! Uh, yeah. <laughs> also aromatherapy. Um, I, there's that scent. I love the smells and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, my connection to nature. I love gardening. You know, when I, when I can't garden outside because I live in upstate New York, I'm gardening inside. I grow orchids and all kinds of different plants. So, yeah, that's what I do. I love that. And how about you, Sally? What are your rituals? I read the Bible every mm-hmm. day. Little, little something, little scripture. Sometimes I just read a psalm. And um, obviously I have a morning prayer that I do. Um, and then I also spend, I try to every morning spend time with my horses. So that's a very, you know, spiritual thing for me the horses are so wonderful how about you mj i usually walk in my office my studio and light some incense first some candles um drum a little bit i'm i'm not a great meditator and and i'm trying i'm trying to be better um (laughs) i'm much better when we do it as a group and but I'm trying to learn on my own. So I usually meditate for a few minutes, even if it's only to after I get my space where I want it and lit the way I want it. I usually do a crystal grid in the morning too. And for intention for the day. I, I, love I go down my list of not just need to accomplish, but I want to accomplish it. How, how, how that would feel in love and kindness and mindfulness. Mm, I like that. I like that. And I I love that it kind of gives hope to people who are not like awesome meditators. I'm not an awesome meditator either. <laughs> um, but there are many rituals that you can do that don't require that level of focus. 
to can connect you in. Can I say something yes. about that? Yeah. I think that um, it's a kind of a misnomer that we have to sit in a position or be quiet or, you know, whatever while we're um, meditating. Because I know I really beat myself up because I couldn't meditate for a long time because <laughs> I couldn't shut my head off. It, people, it can be challenging, yeah. especially if you're sitting still. I know mine yeah. turns into like this caged squirrel and bounces around, right? <laughs> Absolutely right. So, so the th- I believe that the thing that people people that are challenged with this, it's better to do a walking meditation. It's easier to accomplish it that way. Get in your zone while you're walking or listening to music and moving in a rhythmic matter, breathing in a rhythmic way i believe that that's probably the best the best way to do it yeah it's kind of like runner's high yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome so if someone's curious about the school uh i believe you brought a gift to kind of introduce them to the school would you like to describe what that is before i tell them where to go get it so we are offering a 20 minute ascension call so it will be with one of the three of us, and at that time, this is the this is the time when you can you'll we'll spend some we'll ask some questions, and then if you have any concerns, like maybe you are going through an awakening, or or you feel like you know you're about to you're on the precipice of it, and you want to go ahead and accelerate that then we're going to give you some advice, some resources, um, some things to do that might might help you through any kind of situation that you're in. Of course, we always if you feel like you're suicidal or you have some mental issues that you really feel are, are deeper than that, then we all always recommend that you seek your um, medical advice or uh, that of the psychiatrist. But um, we, we can we can break through some energy for sure. We've got the mentors to do it. Um, and we're so happy to have you with us. <laughs> we are so excited. You're just um, going to absolutely. Yeah. I'm so excited to be with you guys, actually. And I love what you said about encouraging people to engage with the mental professional. Um, because actually, it's helpful to do both at the same time. Yes, it is. And I, I say that from a place of having engaged with a great deal of mental health professionals earlier in life. My family's got some issues around this as well. Um, when you go through an awakening, it brings up everything you haven't dealt with. Absolutely. And so it, it can be really crucial for you to engage with a mental health professional as well as to be engaged with spiritual practitioners on on the other side of, of the table. And sometimes you can find mental health practitioners that do both things. I know some of my yeah. best my best mental health professionals had a, a foot over in the Wu camp as well. That's what we need. We need um, more mental health professionals that have a foot in the Wu camp. <laughs> exactly. So if you are interested in taking them up on this generous offer of a 20-minute chat around what's going on for you, you can go to SovereignSelf.media, and there is a whole section for speaker gifts, and you can click on the Ascension School of Spirituality and get that call booked in. All you need is your email address to make that happen. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure to have you. you. 
Thank you. Thank you, Sophia. Okay. And we are fixing to hit the road here. I will be live in the Ascension School of Spirituality. I believe we're aiming for the 18th of May, if I remember correctly. (laughs) So you can find me over there at the 18th of May. And there are many other wonderful psychics and intuitives that you can find there as well. So please go visit them. There will be a link along with the the button that takes you to schedule your call. So you can check out the website before you schedule the call or after, either way. And until next week, stay home, stay safe, and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here. 